Welcome to the Towns Learning Show podcast series, episode 56, with independent learning tech analyst John Lay. Today I interview John Baker, CEO, president, and founder of D2L, about inspiring learners with better content experiences. You can find more of our fiercely independent content at TownsandLearning.com. Welcome back, listeners, to the Towns Learning Show podcast. On this show, I'm fortunate to interview the world's leading experts in learning solutions from both the vendor and the practitioner perspectives. Today's no different. From the vendor expert side of the fence, we have one of the industry's longest serving CEO and founder, John Baker. At his core, John's a learning guy, and he's inspired by helping others learn at scale. To that end, he's founded and steadily grown D2L for over 24 years to be one of the most successful and diverse learning solutions in the world, serving both the educational and the corporate markets, as well as millions and millions of learners. I want to have John on the show for a long time as I have a lot of questions about learning experiences, competencies, cohorts, personalization, measurement metrics, learning services, and more. And there's no better person to answer him than John. So I better get interviewing. John, welcome to the Towns Learning Show. It's great to have you here. That's great to meet you too, John. Looking forward to it today. I don't know how I've been doing talented learning for 10 years, and this is our first conversation, but I've known who you are for a long time, a rock star in the industry. Your name is, is well known by just about everybody because you're one of the original founders of learning management systems in the world, and uh, can't wait to, uh, to learn more about it today, learn more about the, the organization that you started, uh, D2L, almost 24 uh, years ago. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. But for uh, because we haven't really spent a whole lot of time or any time together, my audience uh, probably doesn't know a ton about you other than just the name of your organization. So maybe we'll start at the top, John, and have you introduce yourself and in D2L and tell us a little bit about it. And we'll start from there. Well, that sounds great. And uh, congratulations on the 10 years, John. Uh, it's not easy building a business. And uh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, you know, and by the way, uh, almost 24 years in, I feel like I'm still just getting started. So podcast is well timed. <laughs> uh, so I, I started the company my third year of university to go out there and transform the way the world learns. And I was wrestling with one key question. What's the most important problem that I could solve that would have the biggest impact on the world? And I couldn't think of anything bigger than transforming the way the world learns because learning has this wonderful ripple effect from one person to the next, from one generation to the next, through our communities, through our companies. It really is the foundation upon which we make progress. So set it to build that learning platform that you, you spoke of uh, to really uh, break down barriers, uh, deliver higher quality learning experiences, and ultimately transform the experience to make it more engaging, more inspiring, and help people more, achieve more than they ever dreamed possible. So yeah, fast forward to today, and we're still at it. We're still building, and we're still working on new problems, And uh, but it's it's been fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, the next 24 years, too. <laughs> awesome awesome geez when i was on in university i was thinking about m much more mundane things so uh <laughs> congratulations how does the uh rugby for example things like that uh so how does so how does uh d2l look today tell us about uh, what the company is today uh, what your focus in the marketplace is and maybe a little bit demographics uh you know about it just to just to hone us in please yeah, so we serve uh, over 15.5 million learners around the world. We have clients in over 40 different countries. We're serving clients in both in education and in corporate. Uh, and in our case, what we're really building is a, is a learning platform that really inspires people, that engages them. So as you can imagine, you know, uh, back when I started <laughs> this, everything was traditionally in the classroom. Well, first wave of what we've done is digitized everything. 
So all of your assignments, all of your activities, all of your learning, all of your assessment, all that's gone digital. Uh, then we spent a lot of time on trying to optimize for better outcomes. So how do I better drive better retention of employees? How do I drive better engagement of students, uh, depending on the market that we're serving? Uh, and then ultimately drive better learning outcomes, better productivity, um, better results for our clients. And then the next wave, which I'm really excited about, is we're starting to now, now that we're digital, now that we're starting to optimize, now that we have a bit of uh, uh, runway in terms of building a great data, great insights, we're starting to actually transform the learning experience itself, uh, making it uh, easier to learn, making it uh, easier to engage people and inspire people, making it easier to put tools uh, in the hands of content creators that can give them the ability to do video and interactives and practices without having to know code. So we're just, you know, at this stage now, we're actually building some really innovative tools that actually, I think, uh, have an opportunity to change the game for everybody. Wow. Excellent. Excellent. So as you know, the learning systems market is really big and our listeners know I talk about it all the time. There's lots of different uh, types of learning systems, lots of use cases out of there. Somewhat uniquely, D2L has uh, been successful starting off in uh, the K-22 space and then making a shift into the corporate space, which isn't yeah. an easy thing to do. And so uh, <laughs> at all, as I'm, I'm sure you know. So I was wondering if you could just comment on that shift on, you know, kind of what drives that or what uh, drove that shift and, you know, where you see the, you know, the most excitement uh, or, or what are the most exciting uh, segments in the marketplace today, considering all the, the different places you could play. Yeah. Uh, well, I've got three little girls um, and I love them all. So uh, so we're going to have a good conversation around where we see the exciting moments. Uh, you know, uh, it actually why we entered the corporate marketplace was largely because we were pulled into it uh, by big clients that have been using all kinds of different technologies and they weren't happy. They, they were looking for something better in terms of a better experience. And why we decided to go after it with more more energy was was the same question we keep asking ourselves. What's the most important problem that we could solve that would have the biggest impact in the world? Mm-hmm. And it became very clear to us after spending uh, upwards of three years sitting in the offices of many of our you know clients around the world. A lot of what's being done today is being managed with spreadsheets. Uh, they're being they're using uh, backend administrative systems, not really user friendly systems. Uh, and the learning models that are, were built are largely based on SCORM and old antiquated standards, uh, whereas we offer a very modern approach to doing learning. Uh, we, we provide better ways to do things like onboarding, better leadership development, better upskilling for people. And so we decided to put a big effort into uh, starting to not, not try to boil the ocean and go after all of corporate all at once, but to very uh, clearly zero in on the organizations where we could have the biggest impact. So in our case, folks that train people, clearly uh, we've got good expertise in that from the education market. Uh, That's a great sweet spot for us. Folks that do employee training uh, and usually at scale. So think about big consulting firms that might be onboarding 80,000 people a year. Well, one of them that rolled out our technology was saving $4 million for every thousand employees they onboarded because we were giving them a better learning experience. They got to productivity faster. There's less churn, so less people left the organization. Um, you know, learning can make a real big difference in companies. Uh, and as people go from one stage in their career to the next, upskilling and learning is critical to that. Uh, and I used to think just launching people into a career was all you needed to do to have a big impact in the world. Uh, but very clearly, I think we can have an even bigger impact, perhaps, uh, 
uh, helping them navigate from one step in their career to the next. Uh, and the economy needs us to do this because of all the big disconnects that are going on. Everything from digitization that's sweeping through every industry to all kinds of other change that's happening. Learning is becoming even more important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's great. When you're, when you're talking about the, the learning experience itself and, and really focusing on that, you made uh, just a quick passing comment about SCORM. Could you just take a minute and maybe tell us the, the difference between what an old learning experience looks like and what a new learning experience looks like or you know what students are desiring? I guess in any order, you can talk about the new one first or the old one second. Yeah, well, the just curious one, if you could box that up for us. The old one's pretty, pretty, pretty easy to describe. It's, it's uh, page turners that, that everyone has experienced. It's one size fits all. Everyone gets the exact same experience as they're going through the learning. It doesn't matter if you know the material or not, you got to go through it all. Uh, that's the old way of thinking about it. We have to do everything the same way. It's, it's like the industrial era model brought to learning in the company, which, you know, we've, we've evolved. <laughs> you know, we much, uh, in our case, the new way, if you will, the way that we're trying to bring into the market for our clients is around competency-based learning. So instead of having to go through everything, we quickly assess what competencies, what skills you have, uh, and then you can zero in your energy on the skills that you need developed uh, so that you're spending less time doing the learning, less time doing compliance training, less time doing activities, but you're actually learning more and you're picking up the skills and you're actually uh, retaining that knowledge for a lot longer based upon all the studies that we've seen. And so by personalizing learning, by giving people the ability to have a really highly engaging experience that's using modern technologies and graded interactives and experiences, uh, that helps people uh, achieve better outcomes with, with actually less time, which I think all of us uh, could value. And then the other way that we're doing this, that's very modern, it's a brand new approach, we're just bringing it to market, still early days for us, is a product we call Wave. And Wave is free for companies. So we're, we're putting, you know, just very similar to how Benioff came out and said, no software costs, <laughs> but you have a big service fee. Uh, we're actually saying no software costs, no service fee, no nothing. Uh, it's free. You load up your professional development budget into Wave and you pull in all of our academic partners that we built over the years to help support the upskilling for you know, critical career pathways. So if you're looking for leadership development or if you're looking for digital or DevOps or artificial intelligence skills, uh, we do the quick mapping, create a curated catalog for the company to say, here's the skills you seem to be advertising for, for your job postings. Here's the skills, let's help your own people fill the roles that you're looking for. And that we think is gonna be a bit of a game changer because we're removing all the friction and what's normally a really cumbersome professional development process for people. Wow, pretty neat, pretty neat. So do you think, uh... Uh, just the whole the whole concept of skills was around when you you started the company 24 years ago. It's like the industry seemed to get away from it. Do you feel uh, it's been more widely or is more widely adopted now? Not just by professional organizations, by corporations also. I I, I think so. Um, and and they go by different names, right? So you can, skills might be at the lower level, competencies might be a little bit higher. There might be you know programs or certificates people are pursuing. Um, but these stackable, you know, and other terms get used in academia, micro-credentials, uh, that kind of a model makes a lot of sense for the corporate work environment because you don't always have a lot of time. And so the ability to zero in on that specific skill that you're trying to sharpen, that right in the right, in the right moment of time where you need it for that particular project or that thing that you're working on today, that's critical. Uh, and then if you can 
capture that learning. So it's part of your learner record, if you will, in our case, our thinking. Uh, and then when you go to try to stack that with a whole bunch of other work that you've done, you can actually say, okay, no, actually, I actually am an expert in machine learning. Here's all the evidence that I've achieved this. Um, instead of having to go get a master's degree in machine learning, we can actually make that pathway for you to get that formal recognition much, much faster. Which wow. is great for wow. career growth. Yeah, that is that is great. Cool. And so um, uh, who does the mapping of uh, the competencies? Is is that something each company has to do? Is that something that the industry does once? Like, what's what's the best way? Well, in our case, we try to use AI. Ah, <laughs> uh, really? So cool. You can go in and manually do this yourself if you want. Uh, and we uh -huh. do have a lot of clients that do that. So I'm not, not saying that uh, there's no, no place for doing some manual mapping, if you will. Uh, but we also try to leverage AI to say, you know, we, we do machine learning, uh, natural language processing, semantic engine. We can uh, say with high probability, this maps to this particular skill or this particular competency or this particular outcome you're trying to achieve. Um, and then you can go through and review that map, make sure it looks good, and then uh, and off you go. So no, I think we can use technology to support this big effort uh, because I don't know how else to do this at scale. Uh, it's it's a, it's very hard, and only only the best companies would would do it manually. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you find that uh, uh, your your organizations want skills to be tied directly to the consumption or passing of a course or observed from somebody else or both oh i think observing the skills and saying okay you have that skill or don't have that skill i think it's going to be both uh there's nothing wrong with prior learning there's nothing wrong with observation there's nothing wrong with seeing it demonstrated in the workplace and saying yeah that person has definitely achieved mastery of his presentation skills on this particular topic mm -hmm. um you know so that ability for you to to leverage both the machine the the the, the course if you will that's being offered to demonstrate skills and the actual uh, on-the-job experiences and observations, uh, yeah, I absolutely think you should have both. Uh, and it doesn't have to be just just what's happening inside of a, a particular course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, uh, um, you know, in, in terms of uh, in terms of uh, that learning experience uh, itself, you talked about personalization and adaption, uh, adoption, adaptive. Excuse me, yeah. uh, as as you know, probably one of the main thing, the benefits of, of thinking about skills and competencies are, are starting there. How does that look? How does that manifest itself, this personalization? What does what something like that look like to a, to a learner? John, that's a great question. And most people get this confused. So most people think around personalization is self-paced. Everyone does their own thing. And everyone's got an individualized pathway through whatever learning they're going through. That's not the way I think of a personalization. And I might be a lonely voice in this one, but I, I think of personalization as the connection between you and that content or the connection between you and your peers in the company or the connection between you and instructor. It's actually a human connection. That's what's personalization. And so if you feel like this content is really relevant for me in this moment, uh, or, or it could be mentorship from somebody else. Uh, it does not have to be just this lonely, individualized pathway through content. That's not what personalization is for us. So we're building lots of things to try to connect people socially, uh, weave them into a cohort within the within the company, uh, and do more to to build that connection, if you will. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, you, thanks. Uh, you you went right where I was going to go next. Uh, you know, one of the things I've been observing uh, of the 
as this transition goes from uh, educational LMSs to corporate LMSs, is some of the best of the, the academic features have been brought along too. And, and one of those is cohort training, um, I've found. And uh, knowing that you're an expert in thinking about that, define that for us and just tell us what the cohort training is uh, in, in, the, in the corporate sense, please. Uh, I'll give you two stories. Uh, one's our first client. We launched an executive MBA program at one of our clients, the University of Guelph in Canada. Uh, and it was a cohort model with a residency component. So they came together as a cohort of learners to spend a week or two learning together. And then they did the rest self-paced and online. And then they came back again for another two weeks. And so it's this ability for you to sort of thinking about things as an individual. How do we create a cohort of folks that are actually learning the material together? having discussions together, working through problems together, doing problem-based learning together. How do we actually cluster folks together to, to build um, beyond what is in the material? Because quite often what we're teaching folks in terms of these skills is these are just technical hard skills that they're gonna pick up. It's what I would think of as settled knowledge, something that somebody already knows. Well, that's only half of the learning. The other half of the learning is all this social side of it. It's Oh, what questions should I be asking? How do I synthesize this into a bigger my project that I'm working on today? Or what are the connections I can form with uh, the broader company uh, around my efforts that I'm doing here? So it's the ability to think bigger um, and get back to that that old definition of study that you can't even find on Google. Ones from like textbooks from hundreds, well not textbooks, but books from hundreds and hundreds of years ago, which talked about study as a way of um, pursuing your passions and desire and zeal. It's not what you have today, which is mental effort and feels very lonely. <laughs> and so I, I think we can blend these things together um, in a much better way. And then the other story around cohorts is D2L itself is, is ranked in the top three for the last four years in a row for best onboarding experience for new hires. Well, clearly a lot of clients use our technology to support onboarding, but we did something new was we introduced a cohort model. So, you know, the folks that were starting that week all were cohorted together. So they learned together. They had activities that they did together. Uh, they shared experiences uh, around what they were doing across the company together. And then we widened the cohort. So after a month, we, we actually brought the whole month of people together. And then after the three months or after the quarter, if you will, we brought a whole quarter of people together. And so we kept widening the circle uh, of connection uh, to the company. And so that drove our uh, churn of new hires down radically by almost 70%. Uh, so, you know, thinking about learning differently in terms of how to apply it to things like onboarding around this cohort model, I think is a game changer. Mm -hmm. What else? What, what would be some other uh, examples of game changing uh, features or approaches that clients are doing now or your clients are doing now that they weren't doing three years ago? Yeah, well... And maybe speaking to another one that we brought in from the education field into corporate is like this concept of openness around a learning platform. So many technologies are, were designed as a more of an admin system. So I'm going to manage learning. Uh, it's very rigid. <laughs> Whereas, you know, we, we approach the problem as we have an open API around everything. We have uh, 1800 technologies that we integrate out of the box. We have uh, data that's freely available so that you can actually pull it into your big BI stacks and be able to do the understanding of what's actually happening on the learning side. We automate things that uh, would normally be months of effort to, to do with a systems integrator to actually get things stood up. So trying to create a bit more of an open ecosystem around learning so that you don't think about learning as just what's happening in the learning platform, 
You can pull in things from the metaverse. You can pull in things from Google. You can pull in things from Microsoft. You can pull in things from all kinds of other applications you might be using to inform that learner record. Uh, and so by building a better platform, by building a better learning experience, uh, I think it's a bit of a game changer. Whereas most of uh, what we've seen our competitors do in the corporate space is they've moved closer and closer to what looks like an ERP, uh, the backend administrative system. And I'm gonna take care of a whole bunch of other admin functions. Uh, and that's great. That's good for them. Uh, we'll simply plug into that and provide a great learning experience. Uh, we're going to zero in on going very deep with all kinds of different approaches with learning and ways of engaging people uh, to drive the end outcome. And frankly, I think that's where the that's where the fun is, is when we can make a real difference in the lives of the employees. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's interesting just to hear uh, hear your perspective and where you come from. Uh, you know, a lot of the the technology CEOs are exactly that. They're they're much more focused on the bits and the bites. And it's it's uh, nice to to see your uh, passion on learning itself, of um, you know of where you're coming from. It's the same. That's the same place that I started as an instructional designer, coming from the uh, the passion of learning out in this industry. So it's it's kind of cool. You mentioned uh, exactly, John. But, uh, but even with learning, I sure love measurement, and uh, I, I love uh, I love stories uh, about measurement. You talked about uh, the savings of uh, the millions of dollars for you know every thousands of employees. You also talked about uh, the plummeting uh, rate of your uh, turnover as far as uh, the onboarding process. What other good stories do you have about what organizations are measuring now and in the modern times, you know, what, you know, how they're, how they're articulating that, that value of learning inside their organization. Any other good ones come to the top of the mind? Yeah. Well, we've got lots of other organizations, lots of other stories. You know uh, my favorite is the ability for us to have an impact on the overall business. So we, we align around what we call our mission metrics. So to your point, like uh, assessment's not a bad thing. Everyone thinks assessment's a bad thing. It's like, Oh, assessment. Well, assessment is learning. Uh, and you can also learn from the data. We care about the data, but it's a means to an end. It's a means to a learning outcome, if you will. Uh, so what are the ones that we care deeply about? Adoption. So how do we help you as a company grow? So if you're trying to grow membership, how do we help you add more? Um, how do you help you add more employees? <laughs> you know, that early stage adoption really matters greatly for us in terms of a measurement model. Learning outcomes also matter. So if you've got a, an outcome that you're trying to strive towards, like I want all my employees to understand X, or I want my engineers to really develop these following skills to help us move into machine learning. Um, well, we're really good at getting you to those outcomes much faster and at a much higher level than we've seen our peers do. Uh, then we get into like things like retention. So how do I help you retain more employees? Well, we, you know, we bring a portfolio of things. So John, we actually have a team of 300 instructional designers at D12. So most companies, even companies that have 100,000 employees might have like five. So we can partner with those internal teams to say, okay, well, let's build out a programmatic way to retain, I don't know, pick your top four career paths for your star employees. And let's make sure that those steps are really mapped out and we can create like a rocket ship for them so that your stars can just you know, skyrocket into uh, these really top tier careers very early in their career development because of a better learning pathway that's been built out for them. And that also creates savings for our companies that we're working with. So there's, you can use retention, you can use these better learning outcomes, you can use those metrics, if you will, to, to drive real business results. Productivity is another measure. So in many cases, you know, I've gone into companies and we've replaced a hundred technologies with just our learning platform. 
So there's that kind of productivity, which is I, that one blew my mind. There's others that you know have we replaced nine different types of learning systems with with us because we support all kinds of different use cases. But there's also productivity that comes from things like we automatically close caption videos in multiple different languages, so you don't have to do it yourself or this AI that we're using to, to tag is another example. Anytime we can save you time, we're, we're dialed in and focused on that. You can talk about employee engagement. You talk about employee satisfaction. Those are other lead measures that lead to some of the, the other ones that we just talked about. So those wow. are the six that I, I would highlight. Just off the top of your head, quick six. That's uh, funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, we spent a lot of time on these things. Uh, and so, yeah, right off the top of my head, top six. <laughs> top six. Okay, so nobody has uh, 300 instructional designers. Even uh, design houses don't have that much. Uh, so that that just uh, floored me uh, just, just right off the get-go. We're running out of time, but I know that's something that's really different. You talk about all the ways that you're improving and efficiency and you know saving people time, but what you didn't talk about other than those instructional designers is that as a software company, you're actually a service company too. You provide a lot of services around the you know, around your solution. It, it, we're at the time. Maybe just take a minute or two about uh, uh, to, to flesh out like what types of services that, that people want uh, or organizations want beyond just, you know, turning on your system and maybe integrating. I, th I think the key is people still matter. <laughs> if, I, if I said anything, technology matters, but the technology leads to a better human outcome. And so uh, when we talk to our clients, they're trying to create better outcomes for their employees. And that's why we offer services. So everything from uh, folks that help with the administration of the, the learning platform through to uh, people that help with support and user questions that they might have 24-7, 365, all the way through to instructional designers. And by the way, for clarity, we have web developers in that mix too, in that 300. So it's not just instructional designers. So just, well, they have PhDs and masters and folks that are focused on adult learning. They've been doing this for more than two decades helping clients build thousands and thousands of offerings. Um, really, typically the high-end pieces that uh, help clients win awards. Uh, and that that's kept us really in the game of understanding what do we need to do from a tooling perspective to really enable yeah. better outcomes for our clients. Uh, the recent launch of what we call Creator Plus, which is uh, a, a new authoring engine for G2L clients, is a great example of taking those thousands of interactives that we build over the years and trying to put it in the hands of individual designers so they can do it themselves. Wow, so, what a competitive differentiator. Mm -hmm. People still matter. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely, because there's so many software companies out of there. In fact, uh, probably the, all the fastest growing LMS companies are indeed software companies, but we need to get to that next layer of professional services. You got to either have them or find some other, you know, some third-party companies that have come all at once is is uh, is a rare differentiator and something I can believe uh, is wanted in the marketplace. All right, last question, uh, uh, best advice. So organizations, uh, your best advice here for organizations that wanna take their learning experience up to the next uh, up to the next level. I guess with or without your organization, I mean, it's better with your organization, sure. But like, what are the first things that you do to, to, to start that game to say, okay, I'm no longer gonna do page turners. I'm gonna... Here's the first thing I'm going to do to, to start making a bigger impact with my learners and my organization. Any quick advice on that? I know that's a big question for quick advice. Yeah, no, I, it's, uh, I think you're, you're right on it, John. I think uh, you start with, what do I want for vision for learning for my organization? You know, at D2L, we started with like, what's, our, what, what's a learning culture? How do we want to build it? What tooling do we need to support it? Uh, what strategies do we need to employ to, to engage people in it? 
um, being able to start with a vision for that future for a new state of learning uh, and how that ties in with uh, with the overall objectives of the organization that's going to be a game changer because I can tell you I've, I've talked to a thousand CEOs over the course of the last couple of years and uh, learning has never been more important for them and most people in learning development probably don't get access to the c-suite especially the CEO very often but I can tell you they're all struggling with it right now and so the work that you're doing uh, to help craft a strategy for better learning experiences for the company will uh, never have a better opportunity to present it uh, to your leadership. And if we can come in and help you craft it for you know together, I, you know, thanks for the plug for that too, John. Uh, I'd be happy to do it anytime. Reach out anytime. Thank you. Wow, sage advice, John Baker, President, CEO, Founder, D2L. Uh, D2L, uh, a perennial winner in the Talented Learning Annual uh, Learning Systems Awards, including our latest in 2022. D2L is also featured in our newly released uh, 2023 Learning Systems Market Report, uh, where we compare and contrast the 40 top solutions. And spoiler alert, D2L did great uh, in those uh, comparisons, which is no coincidence why we have John luckily here on the call with us, shared his knowledge. So, John, uh, thank you very much uh, for joining us today. It's just absolute pleasure to learn about your organization and refreshing to hear your view on life and the enthusiasm that you still have after two and a half decades on what you're doing. So I know this isn't going to be the last time we talk. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, John. Thanks for everything you're doing, too. Appreciate it. Have a great awesome. day. You bet. Listeners, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Talented Learning Show. You can find more of our fiercely independent resources at talentedlearning.com. And John, the best place to learn more about you is d2l.com. You got it. You got it. All right, folks, have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.